Welcome to the show. After the show, my name is Amadeus. With me is Eden Kendall. We are your hometown morning show on 99.9 Gator Country in Jacksonville, Florida. And with us today, our guest, our guest, I guess, uh, what do you call him? Guest guest? He's He's our guest guest. He's our guest guest. How about he's just our guest? Our guest, Nick from Pittsburgh, is our web guy um, for the radio station. And also somewhat of a geek like me with sci-fi properties. Welcome, Nick. How are you? Hello. Happy to be here. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. So let me give you a little backstory. You know, Eden and I have known each other for decades. Mm. And for all of those decades, I've been a Star Wars fan since I was like 10 years old. And Mm. she's never really been a fan at all. But somehow over the last few years... Thanks to Disney Plus, she has d- mm-hmm. really like done the full dive into not only Star Wars but the Marvel world as well. Huge yeah, Marvel fan, mostly Marvel, and I think it was before. Excuse me, before Disney Plus, we were seeing all the movies, right? But but we weren't. I wasn't really retaining everything because you know with, with Disney Plus, there's just always something happening. So now mm-hmm. I really have to. Um, but yes, that's true. I would say over the last several years. I am as geeky as the rest of my family is now. I've I've kind of come over to it, yes. And now, Nick, she's starting to get Mm. more into the Star Wars world, which is my whole world. I'll tell Mm -hmm. you a real quick story, Nick. When Star Wars came out in 77, I was 10 years old, and Mm -hmm. there was the year I turned 12. So I saw the movie probably three or four times before my 12th birthday in July. And for my 12th birthday, I got one of those Huffy dirt bikes, and the number Mm -hmm. on it was a red five. And Luke Skywalker, when he blew up the Death Star, was call sign Red Five. And yeah. in that, that moment, I was like, "This is this is my destiny to to be a Star Wars fan <laughs> because of the destiny. Red Five. I know it's a weird, but you know, it's a twelve year old mind. And Nick, kind sure. of kind of give us some context for you. By the way, you call him Web Guy, but you know, he's for our whole company. Mm-hmm. He's like the Web Guy for mm-hmm. the all all the radio stations across the country. And he's very, very tech savvy, but also you're a geek. So can you mm. give us a give us some context for your geekdom? My geekdom. Yeah, like, what do you uh, love? I'm, what's your Star Wars? What what what's your thing? Mostly my Star Wars. I don't. So I love everything, which is probably going to seem like a cop out. Um, but if it's in the zeitgeist, if it's popular, if it's something that that gets audiences, I like it. Uh, I like when things are so good that they can appeal to everyone, to, 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 you know, even if you're not a fan, right? That's the beauty. Uh, we're talking about Star Wars. That's the beauty of it is that you don't even have to be into sci-fi to appreciate the mythology, the storytelling, the cinematography. You know, it, it was, you know, uh, such an influential movie to the world. Um, and so for me, my, my Star Wars is, is anything that really piques my interest. So uh, yeah, everything. It, 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 it changes with the wind, changes with the season. Okay, very honest. Nick, I know you have a strong connection with Japan, too, right? Sure. Yeah, I do. I got some family and friends there. And you also speak Japanese, and you also teach English to Japanese people. Is that right? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Which is really interesting. And, and the only reason I say that is because George Lucas, which hugely, uh, was hugely inspired by a director named Akira Kurosawa, who was a Japanese mm. director, as a matter of fact, Star Wars characters were based on some characters from some of Kurosawa's films. So I, I feel like you have that connection as well. Yeah, so uh, another big influence uh, for Lucas was uh, a man named Joseph Campbell. Are you familiar with him at all? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's the grandfather of, 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 of societal mythology. You know, he, he was into, uh, you know, uh, just the human study and, and how humans the world over uh, share 
similar you know, symbolism and, and similar stories uh, and that they all connect us. And that was a big influence for him, for even, um, that's, that's how uh, Lucas and uh, Spielberg sort of really connected, was over Joseph Campbell's works and the, the myth and, and the magic of, of storytelling. Okay, I, I'm convinced now. You're also a dork. <laughs> yep. But also, as you were saying that, I was watching Eden, but Eden, does that I give you... I was trying not to nod off. But what? does that give you an even deeper appreciation for how, yes. like, really how, how deep this stuff is? Yes, how immersed mm-hmm. you can potentially be in all of it mm-hmm. and how deeply it does go. Um, I, I I appreciate that about both of you. So uh, can we get back to me? Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I am all about Rogue One, now Andor, Mandalorian, Obi-Wan, mm. all the Disney Plus. You're right. Disney Plus has changed the way I am looking at things. And Nick, to your point, because everything is so mass appeal. Mm-hmm. So he's afraid to talk. He's like, she's going to be like, no, let me talk. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, um, so you're stoked, Amadeus, that I actually am like a newbie in learning because you love to explain this stuff. As yeah. people do when they love, when they're passionate. And Nick, just to mm-hmm. let you know, over the years, there's been times where I'll be excited about something and I'll say to Eden, Oh, can I tell you? And she would say, yeah, I'm never going to see that. Right. I'll never watch that. So I would tell her spoilers, <laughs> one of which was happened to be, I'm not going to say it, okay. but it was the season finale of season two of The Mandalorian. So she's Ooh. watching it, and I says, has this happened yet? And she's like, oh, my God, you spoiled it for me. <laughs> well, and I'm first like, of all, I told you that two years ago. You thought, okay, so here's what it is. You thought it happened at the end of season one for some reason. True, true. So he goes, oh, you finished season one. What did you think of this? And I said, what? What are you <laughs> saying to me right now? That has not happened yet. And then he's like, oh, maybe it's the season finale of season two, which I hadn't, you know, gotten past the first episode of season two. So then he goes, but I've, I know we've talked about this before. And I said, listen, I'm passionate about running races. So if mm-hmm. I tell you every time I run a race, some details about it, you're not going to put it in the category it goes in. Like, you're not going to remember, say you decide in three years you're going to run the race. You're not going to remember. Yeah. And then it's be like me saying, I told you three years ago when you didn't care about running about that rule. And, you know, how do you not remember? Well, because you didn't care at the time when I told you. Yeah. So, yeah. So you were spoiled because he was trying to be like, I didn't spoil it. I'm like, you did. You <laughs> I know. hundred percent did. And I apologize. <laughs> Nick, have, have you watched all of the Clone Wars and or Rebels? No, but it's actually on my immediate to do list. I have had so many uh, people who whose like whose opinions and, and like uh, uh, sensibilities that I really respect have, re- have recommended the the Clone Wars the animated series. That's right. what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I've been, I've heard from 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 all all facets of, of, of uh, people who I respect have said like it's some of the best the absolute best storytelling in in all of, of uh, Star Wars lore. So I'm really excited to to dive into it. Yeah, so when the Clone Wars first came out, I just kind of dismissed it as the kid stuff. Like, I'm a Star Wars purist. I already know everything. I don't need to know this. At that time, I didn't know who Dave Filoni was. I didn't know Mm -hmm. what he was doing with the politics of Star Wars, the storytelling of Star Wars, and filling in the gaps between episodes three and four. And then once I learned of the character Ahsoka Tana, that she was going to be in Mandalorian 2, I went back over the pandemic and watched all 10 seasons of Clone Wars and all seven seasons of Rebels in about six months. I mean, I wow. got a massive education, and I was blown away at how adult mm. and the storytelling. So I'm excited that you're going to get to go through that. 
<laughs> that maybe that, maybe that'll be the next uh, that'll be the recap episode of the podcast. We'll revisit after after we we binge all of yeah yeah. <laughs> all of the what are you binging right now, Nick? Ah, uh, right now. Well, I just finished uh, watching uh, last night and this morning. I was finishing up um, the Last Jedi and Rise of uh, Skywalker because I hadn't seen them. I hadn't watched them. Uh, and so in preparation <laughs> for, for getting together, I was like, well, I should pro- probably, you know, catch up on mm-hmm. how the, the series ends. Uh, I heard a lot of bad reviews and a lot of like diehard fans were just disappointed and it kind of put me off because I really enjoy it. Um, and so I watched it and yeah, I have my gripes, but, uh, I, in terms of storytelling, you know, it, it was, I think as best as they could in order to wrap up all of the loose threads of, of the Skywalker saga. So uh, you know, I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. And I think that's, you know, that's all you can really hope for out of a medium. So mm-hmm. what I've binged most recently was <laughs> the, the the latest uh, Star Wars franchise movies. It was tough because in a lot of ways they had painted themselves into a corner. They almost yeah. needed two or three more movies to flesh everything out. Um, I loved episode eight uh, or episode mm-hmm. seven. I loved it. Didn't like yeah. eight at all. But for nine, I sat down in the theater and I told myself, this is it. This is the end. This is the last of the, of the Skywalker saga. I'm going to let it sink, you know, sink in and just I'm just going to like it because I'm a fan. And I ended up actually liking it quite a bit. Yeah, I think for the ending. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Ami, is that I, I feel like eight was really um, lackluster. It, it, it had so much it could have done. And it felt more like it was just a bridge between seven and nine. Yeah, you know I what agree. I mean? Yeah, so I, you know, what can you do in those situations? <laughs> like you said, they paint themselves in a corner, uh, and they really wanted to, you know, they wanted to appease the fans. They wanted to appease Disney. You know, there was, there was so much riding on the shoulders of this mm-hmm. project that it just felt so. I don't know. When you're Disney and you have so much money and so much power, sh- there should be no reason that <laughs> you can't make a perfect Star Wars movie. I agree. I think. But, yeah, <laughs> but I think they redeemed themselves with all of the Disney Plus series. Oh my exactly, gosh. yes, so absolutely. Far. I'm glad they went that way. Mm-hmm. Of all of those um, series, which ones, Ami and Nick, if you've seen them all too, which one's the best so far? Here's, I've seen The Mandalorian and Obi-Wan and we're watching Andor now. I don't, we'll do Boba Fett next. I personally loved Obi-Wan so much because there was so much that we had heard uh, about, okay. like how things happened and we got to see them. And I cried every episode. I did literally you? cried with every episode. Nick, did you get to watch any of the mm-hmm. Disney Plus series? No, I just finished up. Like I, I was spending a lot of my time on Disney Plus just watching uh, Marvel. Not to get us on a whole other, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think I'm in even camp where I just sort of like am drawn to and enjoy the Marvel properties a little yeah, bit me more. Too. Um, I think I, I, I appreciate uh, the Star Wars stuff, but I was never as. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? I, I was never as like uh, involved or, or as like much of a fan of Star Wars growing up, so it doesn't hold as much of an appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I appreciate them, and I, I think that they are incredible. I know a lot about them just in terms of what they've done for film. Um, I love. Uh, I mean, Mandalorian paved the way for all of those uh, properties because if it hadn't succeeded as well as it did, they probably never would have happened. Absolutely. Um, and not to mention that the, the show itself, John Favreau uh, being behind uh, at the helm of it, um, they pioneered new technology for filming all of those new shows that is still in place today, which is unbelievable. They built like an entire set that is just 
screens, just LED, like, like high, super high definition LED screens. And so they can just, with a click of a button, change the landscape all around the actors. And the lighting matches perfectly. It's like perfectly lit. Uh, it, it costs nothing because they don't have to travel to other locations. And Disney made so much money just off of that technology that it was a write-off for like all the rest of the shows. Eden, do you know about incredible? Do you know about what he's talking about? It's called is the volume, the, light, the lights and sound documentary. No, 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 or? no, not ILM. This new this new studio he's talking about. It's called the Volume. It's a three hundred and sixty-five mm. degree uh, studio with all it's all LED lights. And like he's saying. Back, it's almost like a rear projection but, when when they're walking through the desert. Uh-huh. You're seeing a live desert behind them, but it's on LED screens. And if they walk around in 365 degrees, the camera's in the center and follows them, and it looks live. And you're right, Nick. It's changed everything. So, mm-hmm. quick question though: What was the documentary? Because I meant to watch that. Um, the lights and yeah, the- in, industrial light and magic. Have you watched that doc yet, Nick? No, I've heard about it though. Yeah, the ILM doc is um is basically about. George Lucas creating this effects company because when he did Star Wars, there was no company to do it. It, What he wanted to do wasn't being done. So out of that came Pixar. Out of that came like all these, all these new things that exist only because Lucas had to find the the people in, in the worldwide who can do this how can we get this done so how did you learn though about the volume is that not part of that documentary is no different the, the volume is where they filmed um uh, mandalorian and okay. so there's been like you know the uh, the marvel um assemblies yeah assemble. there's been like there's been like backstories on the volume and, okay, and it's I'll, and it's it's the new thing we'll dive into that too when we want to be slugs <laughs> um, but no, nick, i'm not kidding we'll nick, do that. you're right it's changed everything and but the one thing i do love about the andor series and i don't, I don't think you've watched that either they went back mm-hmm. to going on location so for andor it's it's different it's literally different like you know places in the world that they're going to achieve it's got more of that feel of like when they were in tunisia or mm-hmm. you know in south america shooting indoor like it's mm. it's a different feel it feels more like rogue one where it's like mm. practical uh, effects and rogue one so good <laughs> so good all right uh, I, I feel like now either you're, you're if you're still with us there's probably yeah. a reason for that because no, seriously. I mean, that's okay. You know, we have a lot of different subjects we cover on the podcast. So if this didn't interest you, hopefully, you know, you either for whatever reason you're still with us, that's fine. Um, there'll be something else the next time. But Nick, thank you. Um, I guess we need to leave off with an assignment of some sort. What what do we all need to be doing? Well what what do we need to watch? Nick, I know you said mm-hmm. that you're more of a Marvel guy for sure. And I know you have mm-hmm. a ton of things going on in your life. I know how busy you are and I appreciate that. But mm-hmm. I would highly recommend when you get time, definitely dive into that Clone War a uh, Clone Wars and Rebels world. And there's only seventeen seasons, I think. Yeah, there's so only seventeen seasons. Oh twenty two yeah. with twenty two <laughs> episodes each. So and they're only twenty two minutes. So it'll only take you so like... just take a week. It took me six months to watch them all, but you'll be fine. You'll be good. <laughs> and that was going like crazy during the pandemic. Dude, I was going home every afternoon and watching like three and four episodes. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking nuts. forward to it, actually, yeah. What do you want us to watch? What do I want you to watch? Ah, that's new or old? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. All right, so my two favorite shows, and tell me if you've ever seen these before, uh, they are just absolutely phenomenal in terms of storytelling. Going back, even you had said, like, what's my Star Wars? Yeah. My Star Wars is storytelling in any medium. I uh-huh. love story and good story. My favorites 
uh, in terms of television, uh, live action Community. Have you ever seen the TV oh. show Community? Oh, yeah. We love Community, and you've heard there's a movie coming, right? Yeah, I'm so excited. So that's one of my all-time uh-huh. favorite TV shows. Whenever I just need something that makes me feel good, yep. I turn on Community. Um, animated, uh, it's a bit childish, but it's so good. Uh, there's a TV show, or was a cartoon on Nickelodeon called Avatar The Last Airbender. Have oh, you ever yeah. heard of that show? Yes, of course. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. It is some of the best animation and storytelling ever made of all time, in my opinion. And I've seen a lot of a lot of media. Um, it's just it's whimsical. It's fun. Uh, it doesn't take itself seriously, and yet the tones and the story and 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 the drama are so are they're so primal. So highly recommend it. Um, and uh, that's if you haven't seen it or you haven't seen it in a while. That's what I would recommend to check out. I haven't seen that. I'm going to go start watching that. Didn't M. Night do a live-action version of that show? We, we don't talk about that yeah, movie. It, oh, <laughs> I just, it's so funny you said that because I was just reading an article about movies that were meant to launch franchises but failed, and Avatar The Last Airbender was the number one. Wow. Like they yeah. really wanted it to be the franchise, and it just didn't do the it trick. It was horrendous. It, it absolutely started every bit of the source material. It, it didn't, it didn't you know, reference any of, of the original stuff or, or the people who created it. Uh, it was just bad. All around, it was a train wreck. <laughs> so you're saying don't watch that. Don't watch the movie. Yeah, watch yeah, the just, cartoon. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Well, this has been a blast talking to you. The time yeah, has just absolutely thanks. flown by. You probably need to get to work. So yes, you do, do that, and we'll do that, too. And we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll reconvene at a future date to be announced. That sounds great. I can't wait. Thanks so much, guys. I love you. Love the podcast. Uh, keep doing what you do. It's amazing. Thanks, We Nick. love you, too. Bye, Nick. Mm, talk to you later. Bye. It's always fun to talk to that kid. Yeah, it is. He's a a good kid. He's a good kid. (laughs) I'm really blown away by the fact that he knows Japanese and teaches English to Japanese students via the computer. Like, he's got so much going on, and he's so smart, and... He's just, he's a dynamic. And, and I love that you're trying to corrupt him. You're like, oh, just watch 17 seasons of 22 <laughs> episodes a season and, you know, give up all your other responsibilities and helping bring the world together via language. Anyway, Nick, we love you and we love you for listening to our podcast. So thank you for listening to the show after the show. We know this was a lengthy one. Leave us a, a review if you're listening at a place where you can do such a thing. Five mm-hmm. stars would be the amount of stars we would like. Yes. So thanks. And lastly, may the force be with you.